0: Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we talk all things Fire Festival. If you haven't heard about it, I don't know how you could Where have, have you been? Yeah, where have you been? Um, there have been documentaries out on Netflix and Hulu and tons of online chatter about all the drama with Fire Festival and everything that went on from the marketing to the execution to the aftermath. In this episode, we talk with Anna Johnson, one of our social media coordinators, and Pat Lager, our producer, on this week's episode, number 76, Fire Flop, How Good Marketing Can Go Bad. Fire Festival. Festival.
1: Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said.
0: Enough said. If you haven't heard about Fire Festival yet, where have you been? We are going to dissect this on the podcast today, because this is marketing... Done right,
1: G- it really is marketing genius yes, in some senses.
0: But executed so Ugh. so so poorly, <laughs> very cringeworthy. On the other end, so let's go through the timeline a little bit on how this even happened. So this McFarland dude, who has no soul, And know what we're saying? He, he doesn't. His, his
2: eyes are literally they're just black, <laughs> and he won't look people in the eye. And he doesn't think he did anything wrong. Yeah. And his girlfriend is still with him. that That's what blows
0: my mind, too. Well, that's a whole other thing we need to get into <laughs> later. Um, but he, in the, if you've seen the documentaries, there's one on Hulu and there's one on Netflix. And they don't overlap, which is nice. Yes. So it's like you you should watch both of them. Yep. Telling different sides to the, each of the stories mm-hmm. from different perspectives, I feel like, which is good yeah, to see both. Totally different perspectives. So this guy... He, McFarland, he starts his own credit card company back in 2015. And it's basically like, kind of like the black card, like supposed to be super yeah. exclusive. It's for millennials, and if you use the card, you get cool trips, concert tickets, which never actually happened, of course. But he got a really good following, and through that card, he met Ja Rule.
1: <laughs> of course, as, uh. as one does.
0: Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and this is the thing that blows my mind: is for all the connections he makes throughout this timeline, I'm going to tell. And he, and then you see him in this documentary I'm like this guy I would never be to him It was literally handed
2: to him though On a platter like this amazing festival All of these influencers Like this whole He could have made like buku bucks off of it And he literally just Dropped it He just
0: poorly managed his yeah.
2: money mm-hmm. And the people who helped him out though too. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> after, after he met Ja Rule From there him and Ja Rule For some reason decide to go to the Bahamas Because why not and they fall in love with one of these islands. And they start talking about doing this cool festival. And that is kind of the start of Firefest. And so from there, they come up with, you know, all of these influencers, which you've seen the documentary. They show tons of images of the influencers doing photo shoots. Like, and- I mean, like
2: big influencers like Bella Hadid, yes. Kendall Jenner, um, other models like that. They also, though, really launched it by creating in the Bahamas like a great economy for them where they would employ hundreds of people. Yeah, they had to
1: get the people in the Bahamas on board with it.
2: Yeah, and they were all stoked
0: about it, Mm -hmm. and then it abruptly ended. (laughs) unfortunately so this this really dives into like the power of influencer marketing yeah. because you had all of these influencers posting about it everyone's like what is going on and then the famous orange tile yep. oh my gosh on instagram so anna do you want to talk a little bit more about that part
2: literally um they had these influencers so basically, it was really just for trade they didn't pay the influencers anything they just said if you come to the Bahamas take photos, whatever you'll be seeing in these luxurious villas, um, VIP access, whatnot. And then they did photo shoots, but all they had to do to launch the fire festival was post an orange photo, yeah, which was just an like orange a, a tile. plain
0: orange tile. Yep And all of these influencers launched it on the same day, same time, and it went viral. And people were going crazy, like, what is going on right now? So then, people who have the money to afford.
2: The tickets,
1: which are tens of thousands of dollars, <laughs> literally yes. an arm and a leg yes.
2: <laughs> for most of us, um, got on board, and they were all for it. And then,
1: I mean the 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 launch of it with the orange tile and everything, and the website actually. From from the show, they it looked legit. It yeah. looks really good. It was who,
0: beautifully done. Who yeah. wouldn't
1: want to go to a sweet music festival with a bunch of bands you've actually heard of in the Bahamas as an exclusive like VIP thing? They
2: wanted to take Coachella to the next level. Yeah. I think the idea was there, it was just the execution. Right. So then, in, I think it's in the the Netflix one is really where they dive in to the execution and they talk about their original plan and how it was like the first year in 2016 when they went um, to the Bahamas and was launching this, getting the business plan. Um, then it all of a sudden, like halfway through the documentary, you could just see like it start crumbling, bit by bit. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other thing, too, is so I was on LinkedIn and this has been circulated around the Internet. Um, Someone posted the pitch deck for Fire Festival. So I looked through it. And again, it's beautifully done. They have pictures of all the influencers that they were going to activate, the estimated impressions and views and why you should sponsor this event. And so we'll link to this in the show notes because you guys got to check this out. But it really just goes through like. It seems like it was thought out on this end, with the marketing side. And I'm, what's interesting is I can't remember if it's the Netflix one or the Hulu one. But um, F Jerry, if you follow him on Instagram, they're actually a digital agency.
1: A really good one.
0: A really great one. And so the, the Fire Festival guys hired them to be their agency. So in the I believe the Hulu documentary. Uh, they have an ex-F Jerry employee talking about <laughs> what was going on. and well, they, yeah. the,
1: the Netflix documentary was produced partly by. by F Jerry, and so, of course, they're going to paint themselves in a better picture and not yeah. have an ex-employee on yeah. the Netflix yes. one.
0: So it's kind of interesting to see, like, what the agency knew about and what they still continue to do all this amazing marketing, knowing on the other end this festival is probably going to be a flop.
1: Well, and I mean, it's... It's not out of the question from an agency standpoint. their story is plausible, like they were just doing what they were told to do from a seemingly yes. legit guy who's got money who's done companies before, who's putting on this festival, and they're just helping to promote it. so their story isn't isn't crazy, but at the same time,
2: they don't have souls. <laughs> I,
1: I know how do you not know something's going on or
2: like ethically, it was so wrong but start of it was so genius
0: <laughs> you know like well and this goes into the power of influencers when you yes influencers work and fire festival proves that to an extreme but what happens when the product that you're endorsing as an influencer is not what you say it is yeah and how does that affect your following and
1: how how liable are you for that like i mean i don't think any of the influencers actually got charged with anything but they were definitely questioned by the FBI, and I mean, they were definitely investigated for what part they played in all of this.
0: Yeah, that was a huge thing. And then after they launched all of this stuff, and the event actually happened, people go there, and that's where the d- documentary gets really good because <laughs> the mattresses, and oh the streets my gosh, and, and it was
2: it rained too, so everything was just drenched.
1: So they were supposed, they were advertised as being able to stay in these. Luxury villas were $12, and, and, and houses and even the people that, you know, only paid $8,000 for a ticket at least got some sort of a luxury tent experience. So you were tenting, but it was, you know, laid out to be a, a nice apartment, basically, in a tent. But what ended up happening is they were basically FEMA shelters.
2: Yeah, they were like, from like, Hurricane... Yeah. Um, like survival, like if someone... From the hurricane in 2017, they had u- reused the they reused those, the shelter
1: tents, and they didn't have. They were just mattresses on the ground in those tents, and so and people got there, got to the airport, and then were put onto a school bus to get transported to this place after paying all of this yes. money.
2: And these are like they had a lot of influencers that actually buy tickets, so people who were big on YouTube, and they literally had the footage. Because they were documentary like
1: everyone's got their phone out.
2: Yes. And they were they were sleeping on the floors of an airport because then they couldn't leave. That's a boo.
0: <laughs> 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 and then so then all these influencers go there. And that's that's even like kind of not the I don't wanna say the best, because it's the worst. But you use all these huge influencers and obviously that attracts other influencers saying, I need to be part of this because I want to be a big influencer like that. Well, yeah. And they're going, and then they're telling their network about this horrible, horrible experience. Mm-hmm. And from like a pride standpoint, I feel like that'd be kind of hard because it's like you invested all this money, you teased it up so much, and then now you're going and then you have to tell your fans that actually this really sucks. I think it hurt celebrity
2: influencer marketing. A lot Because it's like What are you actually Like I feel A lot of micro influencers Nowadays They Believe in what they're Representing On their feeds Where a lot of celebrity endorsers A lot of the times It's just
1: It's just for the money
2: The money And the show So I guess it's kind of like Now they took a step back And I think that's what's helping The micro influencers out And then you're more local you're more, I mean, it looked nice when Bella and Gigi Hadid were frolicking on the beach in the Bahamas. Like, I want to do that. Yes. Well, and, and
1: even those macro influencers, it still works. You just have to have yeah. the money to pay for them. But they have a huge following for a reason. Right. And so, I mean, even in the wake of Fire Festival, it's. I mean, it's not like influencer culture is crumbling because of this. Right. Is it... True or false? This this is a question I have. The whole crackdown by the FCC on hashtag ad and disclosing that mm. because of Fire Festival.
0: No, that was before Fire. Was Festival. it before Fire Festival? Yeah, but I'm sure probably from things like Fire Festival. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> yeah, that is a huge thing. Um, For those listening, um, if you don't know, and you've probably seen it in your feed a gazillion times and you're just used to it now, but anytime someone who's an influencer, whenever they post something where they got paid to post it or got product um, in exchange for posting it, they're supposed to use hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored, something to tell you that they're being paid to promote this in some way, shape, or form. And that's just something to disclose because when you look through a feed and you're following someone, you might think, oh... They actually just literally love that product, which is great. But you need to make sure that people can tell the difference between real and right. what they're being paid for.
2: So on that though, this is Wikipedia, but still, whatever. They're talking about the celebrity <laughs> promoters for the fire festival, and that they were actually paid. But Kendall Jenner was paid two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. But since deleted the post. I, everyone has deleted their posts about this. And then there was. Emily, R- I cannot pronounce the last name, um, and she was reportedly the only actress or model to use the hashtag ad.
1: Oh, oh she did. Wow.
2: But has also since deleted the post. Of course. <laughs> so, and they are required under federal law to disclose.
1: Interesting. That's
2: Yeah, Hadid has acknowledged and apologized for participating in the promotion and Baldwin received that she donated her entire payment to charity after seeing the aftermath of the event. Oh, good for her. Because I feel like also they were probably blindsided by this. I mean, you can't blame, you know, some of them, you know.
1: The video and photo shoot that they did with the legit. that was totally legit. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't blame them for wanting to promote this after being on that because... You know, they're like, this is gonna happen. This is gonna be right. awesome. I've got a, p I've got a part in this from the start. Mm-hmm. And then from there it was when it all went downhill so fast.
0: They lost the keys to the villas. <laughs> 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 well, and that really goes back to like who's responsible. I mean, yeah. obviously Ja Rule and Billy McFarlane are responsible because they put on the festival, but when do the influencers have to take responsibility for what they're what content they're feeding to their audience? Yep. And again, yes, maybe you could say, okay, yep, yeah, fool me once, you got me, but in reality, just human sense says you should kind of know when something feels off. Right. And Well, they didn't <laughs> even pay the performers
2: up front. And then the performers started dropping off. Yeah, because was it was like a couple weeks before the festival and they still weren't paid. Mm-hmm. And then I think they started getting that sense where they said they this is not ethically okay.
1: Well, for me, coming from a radio background, I started in radio, influencers doesn't seem like a new concept to me, because radio and TV people have done endorsements and commercials Mm -hmm. forever, and all all influencers are are social media personalities doing these same endorsements. And so the, the concept doesn't seem crazy to me, but it's like... None none of the influence Almost none of the influencers know how to handle All of this stuff Mm -hmm. like with radio and TV Endorsements you've got stations and you've got Legal departments and you've got People vetting these companies and Trying out the products and stuff before And social media influencers You've just got in some Cases normal people who have gained a Following on Instagram and Somebody offers them a free trip or a Free product and they're like wow This is cool Yeah, yeah, I'm totally on board with this and then (laughs) why not and then it all comes, you know, to a head when you've got somebody, some company like Fire Festival coming in and offering something great and then not delivering. And, you know, it's, it's feasible that you wouldn't know anything better.
0: Do you guys think that in the future, if someone else, obviously not, we're not going to go with job rule, but if someone else were to do a festival like this or an event where they use some really big influencers and did a, a big drop that people would still trust them?
1: I think I think people would. I mean, if if the marketing is done as slick as Fire Festivals was, yeah. there's no reason to not believe it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, hindsight, we have plenty of reason to not believe it. <laughs> but, but you don't see the inner workings of the company putting on the festival. All you see is the marketing.
2: Yeah, that's true because the, what the documentaries show is the behind the scenes of like they had all the investors and his accountants and stuff, and they're like, we've worked with. Um, McFarland ever since he was 20 And we thought he was going to be just such this big Billionaire because he was so smart And it was just like well, Why didn't you ask like There's all this debt But it's like how I don't understand Like how there was no red flag
0: And then everyone was all of a sudden shocked Because it fell apart Yeah It's almost like he had this like group around him that wasn't Being honest with him yeah. That this wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, because they were saying during the the documentary, like, yeah, you know, we knew it probably wasn't gonna go well, but it didn't sound like he, they ever talked to. You, you kept know, saying you'll handle it. it. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what's interesting. I think that's really important too when you work within anyone in any agency or any individual with whether that's for event marketing or just anything in general you want to make sure you have someone who's going to be honest with you and if you have like an idea and you're like make sure that they're comfortable in your relationship with them say no let's not do that that's not a good idea right you know because I think there's too many people that are yes we can do that yes we can do that yes we can do that and this is what happens when you go when it goes too far
1: well and and that's why those pe- people like Billy McFarlane are are so charismatic and likable because they do say yes. They, I mean, that, that's one of the things that all of his employees and friends said about him is he doesn't take no for an answer. And yeah. you like that in a guy mm-hmm. who's going to lead a company mm-hmm. and start something brand new. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. And to an extent, he's right. But at what cost? Like, you've right. got to have money to do that. You've got to mm-hmm. have resources to do that. And that's where this whole fire Festival fell apart because they didn't have the resources to back up that. Yes, could this have been something awesome? Yeah, it Absolutely. could have been. But they just didn't have the, the follow through to actually make it happen. It was just a bunch of ideas that they put together.
2: Yeah, I think psychologically it's so interesting too because that is the power of influencer marketing is the whole psychological effect behind it. And they have no remorse, like Ja Rule and McRyland, like they have no remorse over all the people that they didn't pay in the bahamas and they like the person who oh i can't remember her name but she paid all of her workers with her lifetime savings hearing
0: hearing that part at the end yeah
2: like that is terrible Yeah, she
1: owns a restaurant in the bahamas where where all these influencers from you know us and around the world got shuttled to for a little while and they were running around like crazy people were sitting up on the roof because there was no room for all these people and yeah, McFarland Fire Festival people never paid her or her employees and so she basically emptied her life savings to pay all of her employees. Um, they did a GoFundMe for her. Oh, Somebody yeah. set up a GoFundMe for her and oh. so she got a lot of that money I think more than what she paid her employees back. She just should. The emotional distress. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. Good. Ugh.
1: But yeah just it it shows the heart of some people and the lack of heart in, in other people and oh, mm. it's sad.
0: So, what were your guys' thoughts when you saw the documentaries? Like afterwards, with being in marketing, <laughs> <What> <laughs>
1: were
2: I your thought thoughts on the it? Netflix one was so intriguing with marketing because it talked about where Hulu was more of the interviews, kind of getting diving deep into like the psychological effect of it. But the Netflix really dove in to how they started branding it and where it started with his his credit card mag- yeah, whatever Magnesis Yeah the credit card
0: company started.
2: And how that that kind of sparked the idea of Fire Festival and how um I don't know. I just think like the whole branding was beautifully done. And yeah you know, it was gorgeous. But then it's like ah uh, I don't know. It kind of it I feel like it hurt influencer marketing a little bit. But I mean like you said nowadays there's so many different like aspects of influencer marketing, that it's not just solely celebrity based, and some celebrities know how to do it right. But
0: I also thought it was really interesting. Um, I think it was in the Hulu one with the ex uh, employee, how people started commenting on all the social media saying, I haven't gotten, yes. uh, you know. Uh, my reservation yet, like, I paid for this, what's going on? And they were told to disable the comments. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or was, delete.
0: First mm-hmm. it was deleting them.
1: That community management strategy was
0: Oh, that was, like,
1: as great as I
0: heard that. Yeah. So for s-
2: someone who does community management, like, every day, um, I thought that was really interesting because, I mean, we're always taught to, if it's a negative comment, you should engage to a point Like you shouldn't just
0: Ignore engulf it Engulf into this <laughs> Delete it Yeah <laughs> Like
2: you want People to be heard You want them Like yes Your point's valid We see you We hear you We're gonna do something about it mm-hmm. And they were just like Delete Delete Delete
0: Well and that's another thing When you're looking at that feed If another person who's like Oh I kinda wanna buy a ticket to this And they don't see any of the negative comments Yeah There's no warning There's nothing out there That you can You know Have a sense that Maybe I shouldn't spend a ton of money on this event.
1: Right. Yeah, that that would be I mean, it's not all that dissimilar if somebody went in and just deleted all the one-star Google reviews or Amazon mm. reviews or, yeah. or whatever. That's that's basically what they were doing and keeping yeah. only the four or five-star reviews in there. So
0: Do you guys think that brands should be able to delete comments on pages like they did?
2: No. I don't think so unless they're like Profanity is involved or like I mean yeah I mean we I will on Anyone if they are swearing and stuff And saying inappropriate things will hide it Mm -hmm. But I don't think It's appropriate to delete
0: Because that's a feature that you can do on Pretty much any social network Facebook and Instagram are the big ones Obviously um, where you can easily click they have that delete button right Mm -hmm. there Do you think that that's um, A little bit of responsibility on Facebook And Instagram as a platform
1: it should be. I mean, it's their it's their platform, right? Like a a, a newspaper, or a radio, TV station. It's their platform. They should be able to control what gets said on there. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I don't know. I think businesses should have a. Opportunity to delete stuff, you know. I think to Annie Pat and Orange, I are
2: total opposites. <laughs> I would like everyone to know.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, that's not their. It's it's their space, but they don't own that space. Yes. Like it's one thing if they have a blog on their website and you want and you want to delete comments on your blog on your company's website. That's that's mm-hmm. the space that you own. That's you know. You built that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. your digital home, but Facebook and Instagram and whatever aren't really your home. That's mm-hmm. a rented space for right. you and so how much how much leeway do you have to delete that stuff whereas facebook and instagram should have plenty and they do i mean they take down malicious st- of stuff all, right. All That's the time. right? yeah but yeah businesses it's it's a very fine line like i think you should but at the same time should a business delete the posts because <laughs>
2: i think too if you're getting all these negative comments if it's one out of a dozen you know Kindly respond But if you're getting One positive review Out of a dozen I think then You need to kind of Take a step back And look at your business And see what we need To do different Mm -hmm. And that obviously Was not
0: (laughs) They did not care About that Yeah
2: (laughs) Money Money was the main Goal here And I mean I was raised To never look at money As the main goal I don't know about you guys,
1: but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's pretty clear from McFarland's past. I mean, he started a credit card company, for for crying out loud. It is all about money for him. Yeah. And, and he's got the right people around him to make enough happen to be dangerous and not make enough happen to follow through.
0: And yeah. so um, Billy McFarland was sentenced to jail. He's going for six years. Uh, Who knows how long He'll actually Stay in there But that's not gonna Change anything
1: You know And nobody gets Their money back Or anything The influencers The business owners In the Bahamas Like him going to jail Means nothing for anybody else Other than You know you get a slap On the wrist And go to jail For maybe six years
0: And the most Like cherry on top Of all of this (laughs) Is First off I was like Why did John Rule Not get involved In any of this prosecution Like he did Like this billy He's sneaky And then second off, um, we saw a couple posts about Ja Rule starting his own little venture now.
1: Yep. (laughs) It's basically the same. So, (laughs) Fire Festival came out of an app that they wanted to connect regular people, give them the chance to book, you know, big name artists. Which was cool. For like birthday parties or celebrations. Super cool concept. Yeah. Yeah, So, it's like a, you know, Uber of concerts. Yeah. So, to speak.
0: So, it's like, I want... Lady Gaga at my birthday party, and you could literally book her through this and app. Here's how much as money one would, yes. yes, of course, yeah. you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where Fire Festival came out of, and that was Billy McFarlane and ja rule's idea, along with you know his company. So I'm pretty sure the the company that ja rule and it's a former employee of Billy of of Fire, they're doing the same thing with a different name, right? I mean, not the festival part of it, but it's the same app, isn't it? It's a well, town booking
2: app. according to Refinery uh, 29, um, Ja Rule said that he's fully rebranded the project and thinks he deserves yep. its own music festival. Um, oh, a- oh there is a-, a festival! While, while in conversation with TMZ. In the midst of chaos, there's opportunity, he said, justifying his dream by saying Fire Festival was the most iconic festival that never was. So I have plans to create the iconic music fest, but you didn't hear it from me.
0: (laughs) Next. Okay, now another serious question. Do you think people, if he actually launches this festival, do you think people are going to go? Yes, they will.
1: Sadly, yeah.
2: Because it's the people with money.
0: That's just, it's.
1: I mean, there will be a lot of people that won't. Yes. Because of it. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I, I still think the draw is there.
0: But I'm assuming they'll probably do a similar campaign with, you know, influencers and. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they'll the keep festival. it local,
2: like, not on an island.
0: Oh, we'll keep it in the state somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. I, Oh, well, stay tuned for that one. That's going to be interesting. I'm actually
2: really intrigued. I
1: know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very intriguing. And... We
0: might have to do a follow-up podcast yeah. when this one launches, <laughs> this next festival. But he, Jerome will brag about the fire Festival
2: that was like the most iconic festival that never was. He brags about it. While his partner in crime is literally... In jail. In jail.
1: And he is good press, I guess, when you can spin it like that.
0: So is there anything that you guys think... Could have been done better to promote the fire festival because it sounds like from the, like all three of us talking, like they did an amazing job promoting it. Do you think there's anything, and not that you'd want to promote fire festival because it was a bad event in general, but anything they, else you would have, you think they could have done to make it even better than it was?
2: I think they should have had a more concrete plan before they actually went ahead to advertise it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're advertising something, you should be advertising something that already is in the works and is already planned out, mm-hmm. and you have not quote-unquote, lost the keys to the villas and are serving cheese sandwiches to people. You know, like, I, I feel like there should have been that are, like, already planned out. And in the midst, they switched islands, too.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. A couple right. times.
2: Yeah, so it's like, what th- that should have all been played out mm-hmm. before you actually executed the campaign. Because in the, in the end, though, you can't blame Kendall Jenner and Bella Hadid for, like, Engulfing in this For for (laughs) $250,000
1: I think think one of the things And maybe this was because Things had already gone way south At this point But they did a great job marketing What this fire festival was going to be Yes During the setup And while they were You know Quote unquote Building the villas And all that stuff You would hope to see More Here's what's coming You know Mm -hmm. If, if you've got such a great social media and marketing agency handling all of this, then you would hope that you're getting regular updates and not just more of the same video and photo shoot that you did with these influencers. And that's all, that's all the Instagram and, and marketing was because that's all the info that they had. They didn't want to show the FEMA tents and, and the rain that had happened and the lack of progress that they were making. But you know, it would be nice if you're putting on an event like that to, post stuff as it's happening but right. that goes back to your point you've got to have it actually happening before you start posting about it
2: <laughs> like it would have been cool if they had the influencers be like hey we're on our way to get ready for the fire festival that's happening a couple months down the road or whatever mm-hmm. we're gonna go see this the layout we're gonna meet the people who are performing blah 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 and do kind of like a campaign that way
1: updates along the yeah way.
2: but not just
0: be frolicking on the beach and jet skiing and then it's like <laughs> well and that video too and I know in one of the documentaries they talked about this how beautiful that video was done that was used to promote and announce the fire festival and how it sounded like Um, I don't know if it was he was one of the videographers or he owned the video company that did it but he felt as he was talking it was kind of like he felt a little guilty it sounded like yeah on how he produced this beautiful video but that was not the experience that was going to happen yeah so it's just his, his yeah.
1: video worked, but yeah, yeah he, yes. he didn't want it to work in the end.
0: <laughs> oh man, videographer problems. I
1: know.
2: <laughs> He's like, pat, pat, you <laughs> Gosh, um, I just think that the marketing part was so brilliant. That's kind of a bummer that it didn't work out mm-hmm. because it could have been as big as Coachella. Yeah. I mean, eventually, if it worked out, they could have got all the celebrities going down there like they do for Coachella, but. they
1: just just have no souls couldn't deliver if you haven't watched the
0: documentaries I would highly recommend you guys check them out and both of them and both of them so you can hear kind of both sides yeah
1: Yeah. the Hulu documentary actually interviews Billy so you get to hear it from him Mm -hmm. and they talk a lot about his past and the Magnesis Mm -hmm. company and everything and the Netflix documentary is more on the fire Festival and the chaos that happened in the Bahamas. So they're both very much worth and they don't really
2: overlap information. Like you learn stuff with both of them.
0: Highly recommend
2: binge watching those. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was really good. Um, and then even just going online and like we'll put links to like the pitch deck and, and the video that they produced because it is really beautiful content. It is. Um, yeah. It just was not obviously
1: <laughs> You cringe as you say it. And I was like, <laughs> it, it like hurts because I'm like, they
0: did such a beautiful job marketing <laughs> and then it flopped. <laughs> so all links we talked about in today's podcast will be in the show notes at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP76. Make sure to subscribe to the Social Feed podcast with Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get a brand new episode delivered to you every Wednesday. Um, Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week.
1: The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.